I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Welcome to This Might Help. My guest today, uh, Michelle Balloon, already calling me out for uh, having books behind me. Oh. Smart, and she nailed it. She nailed it. <laughs> nailed to the wall. No, it's 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 like my little thing I'm doing is that this whole podcast is almost a joke about being a psychiatrist when I'm eminently unqualified and like I'm just trying to scare people off in terms of do not expect clinical advice please am i allowed to respond now or have you not introduced me yet i said michelle balloon is, okay. is that your name or you know i can't um i can't say that i ever characterize you as somebody that i thought of god i can't wait to see matt tonight to see so i can tell him about my problems yeah i mean that's <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's the bit i think yeah. if that was something that happened to me a lot i would never do this thing yeah but it no was, i love it it actually, it came organically because like when I had uh, my last podcast, actually two podcasts ago called Ding Donger with Matt Bronger, people yeah. started just calling in and being like, could I ask something? And it was, <laughs> I think it's just because I'm affable or approachable or whatever, non-threatening, what have mm -hmm. you. But then it just caught on. It was fun. You're gregarious, I think. That's a gregarious and avuncular are the yeah. two. Mm -hmm. I, there you go. You yeah. used all of your words. All of the, <laughs> all, all the five words. You and I met each other at a time. I always feel like when you meet someone at a time in which all you're doing is constantly giving shit to the other person, then it just yeah. kind of come, we'll be like 70 and running into each other. And it's like, okay, well, I guess this is what we're doing. You know, yeah, and, I thought you're doing it to me. I'm doing it. Well, you did it to me. You kind of made fun of me already. A little for, bit, but it's yeah. also like, and, and we were, you know, to give everyone the whole context, we were like, <laughs> It was like there's no there's no time we didn't at that point more often than i have a drink in our hands oh god yeah yeah because we you were know? that was when your group from chicago had mm -hmm. just arrived to la and and our group from austin had arrived yes. i came in 2004 you guys were around that time i think chris and martha were there yeah the we, were, we were 2003. Yeah, I, so i think, I think he, they got there and then i showed up a little bit later and then Jim chased after me yep. a year, a right. couple of years after that. Good old, good old Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it was fun. We, we, uh, I mean, who knew, right? I mean, yeah. at the point you're like, oh, we're all going to grow up one day and do stuff, you know, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's like, we yeah, the, the eighth than... graders, not even the freshmen, I think at the time we felt, yeah. yeah I mean, it, it was, it was this weird uh I, I the word that just came to mind is, is ethereal where you're mm -hmm. kind of just like yeah, this is just i i guess this is existence yeah you're, we're all just kind of getting by doing these shows calling ourselves comedians we definitely were yeah but it it, it was it was not that thing of you know i i go and wait in line and at, at an open mic for three hours and then i do no. four minutes it was we were just doing all these weird alt rooms bitter the bitter redhead i remember there was oh, another yeah. like irish place finn mccool's was that finn it? McCool's. Finn, yeah 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 and i think was that the one like andy samberg used to run that open mic every once in a while <laughs> before he? he like yeah he was just like a little open micer i was like i could not have been more surprised at someone becoming famous than andy samberg but Ooh. I think he's he, so funny and talented and so great. Right. I didn't know him for what he's famous for, right? Well, he 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 became he was like unknown to famous. Yeah. You know, oh I, yeah, I, he I, didn't I, premium blend with me. And I was like, and I and I'm just going to say this. I think he is I think Lonely Island's great. I think oh, he is yeah. so funny. 
But at the time I just thought like, oh, this is just an open mic or like, why is he on premium blend? I was like, why? And there some, you know, and I just was like being a dick. I mean, cause I was kind of an arrogant dick then. Sure. And not anymore. And no, so, I mean, I, and I don't mean, I don't mean just you. I feel like we all kind of were. Oh and yeah, yeah. I think also being a female comedian, you kind of have to on a certain level, you kind of have to be like, you know, because there, it, there was, especially back then, much more. Like, if you would have gone to, like, the improv or the comedy store. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I did. That's why I didn't end up in a lot. I did more stuff at the improv than the other ones. But, you know, I just always never wanted to have to deal with that sort of... I mean, sure, I did, like, the Leslie Wolf shows or, like, my hometown shows that were, like, yeah. you know, in Austin. There was, like, you know, Brassy Broads or whatever. You know, they yeah. call them all these different things. But... I just kind of grimaced when I did it. So I kind of, I just felt like if you were up there and you were funny, like that was all I fucking had to do. And if yeah. anybody said anything different to me, I was like, I would had so much attitude that, you know, it, it, there was nothing that could offend me more. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely- Than bringing of, up my gender, you know? Sure, idea. sure. And yeah, I I, uh, I went I went from Chicago being like the fucking, you know, king in a sense kind of king shit to getting to mm -hmm. LA and getting no reaction and I remember be, being like just demoralized mm -hmm. for a little while just being like but I'm good and everyone said I'm good and fuck you guys you know like it's I didn't different. laugh yeah. out I internalized it it was that it, you know I got I, I got out of that but it was there was there was no, definitely I, that time I think that um because I think a lot of us that came out of our scenes to their to, to the LA scene it changed, right? Because then suddenly, okay, you didn't just have to be this good, right? You didn't just have to be funny. You have to, and I felt like everyone made each other better. We were all trying to get on death ray. Yeah. You know, we were all trying to do the same things. There was only like one TV show you could get. There was only like one. Now there's so many comedians and there's so many ways people are like open mics. Fuck you. I've got, I'm going to be a YouTube personality, you know? So it's like, then it was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, that was it. And they're just, people didn't give a shit about comedy until like 2007. I feel mm -hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I, it, the wild thing was, I remember Andy and I met doing this weird show at one of those shitty theaters on Santa Monica Boulevard. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 And I being in an acting class around then and the, the acting teacher was like you're gonna put a show on one person show don't do it in those theaters because no casting people will go because there's nowhere to fucking park and i was like oh okay cool good to know but yeah. like that, i did that stand-up show with him and he had a huge head of curly yeah. hair and me and him are just drinking like 40s of miller high life behind the theater mm -hmm. uh waiting to go on and it was us it was like a variety show and i'll keep this short but like no, we were the I, I mean, I like it. It's bringing me back. Listen, yeah. Just wait. There are yeah. <laughs> the comedians. And there was a guy who played a saw like like an instrument, mm. but he wore a long black trend leather trench coat and played this pretentious music. And he had a smoke machine and he wouldn't share his pot with us. Oh, my I God. Remember, I remember that guy would not share his pot. And we were just talking. And I was like, so what is your thing, man? What do you do? And he told me about the Lonely Island. I was like, oh, cool. And Remember Kyle and I looked up their videos and we we're just blown away. So good, they yeah. were, <laughs> how, how well produced, how funny, yeah. and I was just like, oh my god! And so when he got SNL, it was kind of more off those videos, and they hired all three of them, and I was like, oh good, like this is what SNL needs. It was weird yeah. because back then, if I found out anyone got SNL, I just felt this pang of jealousy. 
Mm-hmm. At that moment, I didn't because it's like, you no, couldn't, that's not that's what, not I what do, you though. did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not what you, yeah, exactly. Like, it's <laughs> not what you do. I, it's such a, that, it's a good way to sort of measure, you know, like yeah. what, I always just think if I still get that jealousy, I think, oh, well, they're probably just going to be washed up soon anyhow. So you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be, I, mean, I can't like wrap up, yeah. wrap up myself. But no, it, it was weird. I think, um, but yeah, and I think you and I have similar experiences because I think we both, came from scenes that were like heavy drinking scenes. And then when we all came to LA, I think we all kind of would be that kind of together because LA was not a drinking place. Yeah. And, um, and so it was nice to kind of have like that sort of, you know, the different people you'd see at shows and you could, you know, uh, you know, have the beers you wanted to have, you know? (laughs) Well, and, and also I would say we both, uh, came from scenes where, yeah, we loved getting fucked up, but you know, we loved comedy just that much more. Oh God, yeah. You know what I mean? It was the and best I'm being, thing. And yeah. I'm not making a joke. You know, it's like the partying was a huge part of it. So in LA, you had to put take the drinking and go, you know, at least some, because the people yeah. that didn't, you're like, no, like, cause I could have stayed in Chicago, stayed yeah. like a hamster on a wheel as I felt, just waiting tables and, and, and getting drunk and doing shows. And but I knew it wouldn't go anywhere. I was like, I had to kick myself in the ass. And I felt like that's what yeah. LA and New York were for a lot of us. I, I think that, yeah, it's like, do you want to be, and I know people in Austin that never left that are so funny and it's like, okay, do you want to be the best person there or mm-hmm. like go and make yourself better, you know, somewhere else by being somewhere else. Yeah. Right. No, I, well, and you, think. you went to, sorry, not to cut you off, but you went to, you lived in Copenhagen, wasn't it? No, close. I, you know, not close in that it is not here. It's in Europe, but no, I lived in Vienna. Vienna. Yeah, I, it was so funny um, because uh, everyone was so shocked when I remember I was at Bridgetown and um, like, I think it was the first Bridgetown. And I told Natasha Legero that I was moving to Vienna with Alex. And I had said no to him a lot because he was going. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be in a long distance relationship. So we'll just break up. And also, I, I don't want to stop doing things. And then, I don't know, I just decided that it would be like, why I was going to be, we were in a relationship. So I thought, okay, this is an experience I wouldn't have otherwise. And and I told Natasha that I was moving and Natasha's like, you're going to leave comedy? Like she just, in a way she's right. It is like a stop and start. Mm-hmm. But like in another way, like it was so, I mean, it was just like such a rad experience. You yeah. know, it was just, you know, I didn't do any stand-up. I did stand-up once in Europe at a USO in okay. um, Germany. And it was one of the worst experiences I've ever had <laughs> in my entire life. And, um, but otherwise I never had a permanent residence visa. So I had to go back and forth. Oh, okay. So I would just, so I wasn't totally not doing stand-up. I was just doing it like every three months, you know, <laughs> like whenever I'd come home, I'd be homeless. And yeah. do shows, but but no, it was wild. And then I was gone for like a year and a half. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I definitely. But I, I, I admire that, and I, I think it's it's cool as a something for people to look at when they're like, oh, I I have to do this, and this this I have yeah. to. You definitely have to put your nose to the grindstone and all that jazz. But it's like you can't get in the way of your own life. I love it, the fact was... that you were like, no, I'm Alex. I'm married to comedy. It's like <laughs> fuck off. You know, just... like if, if this is a real thing that is going to make your life that much better and now you have this great kid yeah you know, it's it's it, you 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 made the right roll of the dice you know? i just didn't I, I i think that's it like i think that um not 
I think that we all get caught in the trap of not wanting to stop, you know, but look at what COVID is, right? COVID stopping everybody, everybody. you know? Yeah. And so um, it, it's an, I, at the time, that was the thing keeping me in LA, but yeah. I, I just was like, well, all of these experiences make the more context that you can get for your own life. And it's not just, oh, I can tell Vienna jokes or I can tell kid jokes. Mm -hmm. It's just the more context you can get about anything makes you better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perspectives. Yeah. Which is what it's all about. Makes you funnier. Makes you, ha you need the references. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be up on things. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. So, and I, mean, I learned German, you know. There you go. And the, the, the thing that made me uh, laugh just now, like when you said you had to go back and forth was how, to me, like the, the, the irony of not even irony, just like the, 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 I guess the gall of Americans mm -hmm. yeah. that were like, you know, Trump gets elected. I'm just going to, I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna be a citizen of. And they would list these. You countries. can't. Yeah. No, it Do you was, know how? That's the thing. You know how it was hard so, it is. Can I just say, Alex? I know this now, but he can't, he thinks that anything will happen if he just says it into the universe. And yeah, um, great, of course. I and I learned. I learned that that's not. But he he said, "Oh, you'll just get a a, a visa because I'm you know work because his lab. He's a biologist in his lab. That's why he was going to Vienna. Big deal. And um, so I get there and I realized that's not the case. Not only is that not the case, but it's some insane number. Like Austria only has like 60 residence visas. It's like, in, it was an insane number. So this is 2009. It was an insane number. Yeah. And it was very, yeah. so Kafka-esque. Like I would have to get, we would have to get on. And I was learning German as I was there. So like, we would have to have all this, pay, like I had to go to the police station and all this stuff. And, and I would get this paperwork and I would go three trolleys in the U-Bahn and like get over there. And then they'd say, oh, but you don't have this. And I'm like, I never, no one ever told me I needed this. And it was just this, and the whole time that's what happened. And yeah. I, the last time we got married and I went back and I had been counting the days. You can only be there 90 days out of 180 days, according to the Schengen Treaty. Okay. And I was not going to cheat that. Okay. Sure. Smart. And um, I... We're married. Okay, it's gonna be easy. I get there. I fucking forgot that my jail record, my crime record, like I didn't have an updated thing from the from the L.A. County police okay. oh, saying oh, I wasn't yeah, a yeah. criminal. Never... And some, and you don't have this other thing thing signed by your Secretary of State. Of it was like insane. Wow. And I cried <laughs> German tears in that office. Like I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Because I then I had to buy a ticket and leave in two days. And I oh. told Alex, I said, I'm never coming back here. I'm gonna go one way ticket. I'm never gonna come back. But I did. I had yeah. I had to go back for like another, like I think like a month and a half, and then I could return. Well, it's like we're very hard to be a citizen of. It's like why do people think every other country is so easy? Yeah, it's, it's just this. People, people just be. I didn't think that. Let me just say, I never thought that. No, Alex I know you did. did. No, I know you did. But it's <laughs> just. When I went there, I learned the language, which I think, like, I watch 90 Day Fiance, and there's nothing that bothers me more is that everyone's just like fucking muddling along. And I'm like, learn the fucking language. Yeah, you just know? try. You've you got a conversation try. partner right there. You yeah, know? I, I've gotten such good service in, in Paris because I give it a shot and I just embarrass myself trying to speak French and they give me a nice smile and say in English, what do you want? 
you know, but they're just, but it's like, oh, but you gave it, you know, you didn't come in here and scream cheeseburger yes. and kick over a chair. You know, yeah. I'm learning French right now. I actually have been taking French for a couple of years. Oh, wow. I, I'm not going to speak it with you because I honestly, I have Zoom French class every Monday night. And now every time I have anything else to do, I get stressed and I'm like, then I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have to talk in French. Like <laughs> I always get stressed. I'm like, oh God, it's two hour. Uh -huh. French class. I'm like, oh no, that's just talking with Matt in English. Like oh, I don't I, have to. I was just thinking about the time I, the time, the time I was, I was shooting something in Montreal and I found out that Montrealians hate French people because French people come there and correct their, the Montrealians French. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, it's, that's hilarious, hilarious to me. And I was walking, I was walking rows. I just had her in a stroller early just this morning and as i'm thinking that a woman walks by me on her phone loudly speaking french and i had <laughs> to stop to laugh because it was just it was the universe is is that insane they don't they have a rule in montreal or at least they did that's where i had my honeymoon was in montreal my but, parents um, went to, had their honeymoon yeah. there just had to, had to say sorry Ooh, la, la. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, that's not what we learn in french but the um but that they won't even they don't even want english signs there Oh, so yeah. Not only do they, they don't like French French, but they also don't want, they certainly don't want any English, you know, it was, Québécois. It, was it came, it came down to 1%, I think, that they stayed a uh, French. Oh, they do. Uh, so they, are they, they stayed a, a Canadian province, excuse me, and because they wanted oh, to. Oh, I see. Yeah. I feel like that was like a long time. I remember that always coming up and then now it, they finally just are they're just going to be angry. They've decided, listen, we're just going to yeah. stew. This was like, yeah, I want to say 15 years ago, something or 10, something like that. It was, it was a, it was a while back, but you go to that, you go to that French part of town and people walk up to you and start speaking French and you don't speak they French. They throw coca on at you. They get so mad, which is just like, you're mad because I'm white and I don't yeah. speak French. Is that what you're mad about? That's what you're mad about. Literally. You've seen tourists. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I'm not like you. Like I, when I. I was supposed to go to Paris twice this year, not to brag, cancel nice. group trips. American Airlines owes me lots of money. Um, but I was, and I went um, last year by myself on a solo trip and, um, and it was great. And that was before I knew French. I just went, oh, you know, yeah. and, um, and I, like, I don't actually, I feel like fr it is true. I think in Paris and, and France, they're not necessarily as gangbusters about you trying the language as much, you know, mm. but, you know, but it's, that, that's how I, like, if you, maybe if you like think you know more than you do, as opposed to just sort of the basics, you know, I think that's what it is. The sort of an arrogance of someone coming in, here's my high school French or whatever. Yeah. But I really, and I, I think I'll still feel that way, even if I can have a conversation in French only because like what I really love is I fucking love eavesdropping. And I, the oh, yeah. idea that I can hear what someone is fun. saying, especially yeah. when they hear me talk in English and they assume I don't know. Oh, yeah, there you go. I'm yeah. Being... We, we oh. were told when we were, we were there, uh, obviously not this last summer, but the summer before. And um, uh, the guy who we checked in this nice hotel and the guy who was making conversation with us was like, he's like, well, Parisians are the worst of the French. And I and we laughed, and he goes, "No, I am serious." And then he led us into a room. It's like, "Oh, welcome yeah. to Paris." Yeah, <laughs> it's just so funny that he was like, That's the best. he wasn't like dark about it, but he was just you were like, "Oh, you're being very real about it." Like, and I I, I didn't even ask him if he was a Parisian. Yeah, exactly. Like, where what where are you from? You mean yourself? Are when, you when a murderer? I, when, I, 
when I checked into my hotel last last year or not two years ago, whenever before times, before I, times in the yes. year before times, of course. Um, I checked in this nice hotel and my room wasn't ready. And so they recommended a bistro for me to go. And so I went in there and I ordered steak tartare from the, from the, um, from the, uh, the garçon, which means boy, but really you say it as waiter, garçon. It means wait for waiter. And he's like, uh, you know that, you know what that is, right? He didn't even say, he didn't tell me what it was. He goes, you know what that is, right? I'm like, yeah, it's raw meat. And he goes, okay, good. Yeah. (laughs) Like he thought it was just like, I mean, I get it. Maybe people come in there, but I'm like, oh, is that the Rube test? Can't you like te- get me like, you know how they make foie gras, don't you? <laughs> he's probably- Here's had, a picture. He's probably had a, he probably gets like at least one or two oh, people I bet. that are just like, it's a steak, huh. Marge, <laughs> yeah. get it. You know, and then <laughs> yeah, they come. Tar- yeah, tartare, it means it's just like, it's good. It's like a great yeah. steak. Yeah, Marge cries and, and, yeah. <laughs> and the Mar- waiter. Marge. <laughs> Marge and her fanny pack and her and her so, Oakleys. So you're worldly, obviously. I am. I am. I am worldly. Yes, I, tr- worldly. I, I, I try to be. That's different, right? <laughs> I'm, it's not like I'm Jen Psaki. Well, still, you know, yeah, you've traveled, you've lived, mm-hmm. uh, you have a husband and a child. I do. Um, how, old, how, old, how old are they now? They are eight and they just went back to in-person school for the first time since March. Wow. And not only that, if you've been watching East Coast News, they got a snow day yesterday and now, oh, today. I saw. How-, How great is that? I mean, That's we never awesome. get snow in Philly ever. And That's finally great. this year we've, we've gotten, they said we've never had three days of snow over an inch for 17 years, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And I've lived here, I mean, I've lived here for, oh my God, I've lived here for seven years, which is insane. Wow, I know. That yeah. long. And um, I've never seen, I've never seen this much snow and they're, the plows fucking don't show up. So it's just like this free for all, mm-hmm. you know, battle race 2000. Yeah. My wife was like, oh, I kind of must miss being snowed in. I'm like, I, oh, it's beautiful. I do for a day. But then that second day, I'm just like, well, we're gonna have but to- But you're in though. But that's the best thing is you're that's in. True. That is true. That is true. It doesn't, I guess, I've, you're right. What am I saying? I'm gonna I've go with the I've enjoyed a snow situation yeah. more. You're in. I live in West Philly. All the houses are like mm-hmm. Queen Anne, Victorian, all the yeah. snow. It looks like a magical village right now. That sounds I love amazing. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love Philly. Okay, so per your thing about advice, I always ask people, do you get asked? Do you have mm-hmm. people who ask you about advice? Because I will say, as, as just as an introduction for people mm-hmm. here, you not only are a very funny comedian, mm-hmm. uh, married, have a child, you have a non-binary child, correct? I do, yes, my I child identifies as non-binary, mm-hmm. which I think is a nice, op- if, a, if a kid is sort of not rejecting whatever gender, um, and not necessarily that means picking another one. Sure. Leave that door open, you know what yeah. I mean? They're not, it's like just whatever. So, uh, so yeah, so it was a, it was, it was, my school is great. This is, it was very easy. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. That's what I've learned from non-binary mm-hmm. people that I've known in my life. It's kind of like, it's just not just, I haven't felt comfortable in either one. So here I am like, cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. And I, yeah. a lot of it has to do with society's views sure. of gender and gender constructs. And, but also it's just like this idea of the binary of saying, okay, well, if you're not this, then you're this, if you're not, th- if you're this, then what do you think? Yeah. And I'm just like, 
I wish that was how it was when we were younger. I feel like it would have been a lot easier if you would have, if in, in sort of just clicks and stuff, if if you could think of, of things that way, I'm sure it's not like that in high schools necessarily now either, but probably better. I think it is better. I, you know, it's, it's, I mean, to put it this way, that, that movie, um, Mr. Holland's Opus was filmed at my high school and I saw it when I was in college and there was a shot where near the end and he's, he's, it's now in modern era, there's two, two boys holding hands. Yeah. Like oh. They're dating. And I was like, when I was in high school, that just never, it just didn't happen. Ne- there was no, I went happen. to, yeah, I went and to a rural Wisconsin school. It's, never. it's sad. Yeah. yeah and, never. You know, so, I mean, progressivism is good. We're progressing somewhere better. That's how I feel. <laughs> if we're yes. Just- no, I mean, I, I think when people sort of like, you know, uh, sort of issue this idea of, of, uh, you know, of whether it's, you know, um, recognizing uh, people's gender identity or sexual orientation or things yeah. that they don't understand that, um, that it is, it's more about their problems with themselves than yeah, sort yeah. of, I mean, it's, it's not for you to decide, you know, yeah. well, what boxes people should fit in and, and all you're doing is creating a negative situation. There was that conservative, uh, you know, outrage for some reason, like they, when have they ever cared, cared about Harry, Harry Styles before? But like, yeah. you know, he was in that a beautiful dress or something on the cover. Oh, is that what it was? Oh yeah, now I remember yeah. seeing it. I and know, they were just like, you'd see what society's doing to men now. And it was and just- And it's like, manufactured, right? It, I mean, it's like, like people glom onto it and you know- As if as if someone forced him into that dress and all of a sudden he became gay or wanted to be a woman or something. Like this, like it's this, it has a magical power. Like if I, yeah. I put a skirt on right now, I would just leave my wife and be like, yeah. I need to And that, that those things are like tied together, which yeah. I think when I was in the nineties where I lived and maybe where you live, it was more tied together. You yeah. know, what you thought of, you know, as a gay person or, or sure. even ever thought, I, you know, about it, any other gender identity. You know? Yeah. So. And yeah, even my dresser like, he's like, I'm, I'm fine with them, but they're this and they're also oh, yeah. this, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, let me put you in a box I'm comfortable with, you know? Yeah. And if like, if, and for you to sort of like things outside, like I think the one thing I hate, and I still have heard this, but I don't like the term tomboy for girls. I, yeah. I, I used to play with GI Joes, Star Wars, guns, dress in sure. full camouflage, dirt bikes, all, like that's all, that's how I used to like roll as a child. And um, I, and so, yeah, I was called a tomboy, but yeah. now when I hear that, um, especially when it's not that I don't hear this, but like I have heard it in regards mm-hmm. to like my child, for instance, um, I don't agree. I feel like tomboy is saying like, oh, because your kid likes a certain thing, then that means automatically that, oh, then we're just going to classify them as a tomboy, as if as if boys own certain things and girls yeah. own. It's a magical certain. amulet. And I'm going to tell you, happen. tomboy is a lot more positive than what they would say to boys who liked certain things sure. that that people think are what uh, girls like. What's that? It's that Paul Tompkins bit about how every time they talk to an attractive actress, they always see the same thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Boy, and he's like, they never talk to a handsome actor, and he's like, oh, I was a big sissy. Yeah, big, <laughs> big, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's that's exactly it. Yeah. I can remember so much of Paul's like early oh, yeah. stand up sets, oh, yeah. the p- pocket bear, you know, <laughs> and the yeah. sort of the, um, I mean, some stuff, you know, we all have jokes that maybe would not play now, but like the joke where it's like, 
uh, where he's talking about a migrant worker fantasy camp. Oh yeah, and, you know, the guy that was like my favorite. And it gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, but quite anyhow. elitist that one. But yeah. um, okay, well, uh, if you're ready, I, I haven't heard. Oh, anything. sorry. Yes, I'm ready. No, I have fine, lots of things to fine. say to people. I'm ready. Yep. I got it. No, yeah, like I, I was just. People do them. ask me for advice. They don't. They like my straight talk, and then I say. I'll do it for five minutes and then go get a therapist. <laughs> there you, yeah. It's really what it is. I mean, it, that's the running disclaimer of the show. If you actually need help, you know, it's yeah. like, I'm not the guy. But if you got, you're just kind of like, meh. I mean, I always joke that everyone who calls in, they know the answer. They just yeah. want someone else to say it. Oh know? yeah, it's all, that's why the best thing to say to somebody when someone, and this is good for for uh, for Kara, is that is that whenever someone tells you something bad, and I keep telling this to, to Alex, but he does not internalize it is all you have to do is say that sucks. Oh yeah, exactly. You Just don't have to say pick. that sucks. If you don't know what to say, if you don't agree with it, whatever, if someone's yeah. saying this happened to me today, that sucks. Right. We have to say more than that after people call. Just FYI. Oh, no, I got it. No, no, no. I don't know these people. That's just for my friends. I only say two words for strangers. I got it all. The show show will be way too short. Uh, But okay, so let's. Okay, I got it. I'm ready. Hey, Matt, this is Rob. First of all, I'm a huge fan. Love the podcast. Uh, My problem is kind of lighthearted, but uh, it involves my wife and me. Uh, I have this this thing where I enjoy watching the same TV shows and the same movies over and over. I, once I latch onto something, I really like it. And she just ends up calling me a big dork and weird. She just thinks that it's just weird that I that I keep watching the same shows. It's not like these shows are bad; they're really good. Uh, the West Wing, Friday Night Lights, Parks and Rec, uh, Upload, obviously. Um, the movies that I mean I can't get enough of is A Few Good Men, all the Star Wars movies, except for that Ryan Johnson thing, uh, uh, all the MCU movies, Pulp Fiction, uh, Goodfellas, obviously. So, so I mean they're really good movies, and I can't I, I can't get enough of watching these things. It's not to say that I don't watch new ones because I do. Uh, watch The Handmaid's wow. Tale with her. That is really dark and deep. Has a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. The Queen's Gambit. He's gonna say really Breaking Bad. I watched that with her. We we found a show called Good Girls that's really entertaining, and 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 I watched Good Old with her. Uh, so um, those aren't shows that I would normally watch. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, on my own, but I've enjoyed watching them with her. But I always seem to go back to uh, to my favorites. I guess I need to know: am, am I weird? Am I weird for for liking these things? Uh, would would love to know uh, what you think. Um, again, go your podcast. Hope you have a great day. Hey, first off, wow. dude, I'm going to let Michelle take this one first, but I want to say, dude, thanks for being specific and saying yes. exactly what you're doing. I've had so many people. I mean, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but like I've been saying this a lot of, lately where someone's like, my wife thinks I'm a dork. Can you answer this question? And you're like, <laughs> dude, you know, I mean, he literally spe- he spelled out the shows he's watching. Yes, I know I'm in it. Kudos, Rob. So, Michelle, first crack, take it away. Well, Rob, I mean, I've never heard this explained to me. I've only been around it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where I've always liked the ability for certain people, generally men, um, to quote things, Simpsons, Monty Python, um, 
flat. perfectly flat. Yeah, exactly. And just sort of, and I was always, it just always, it fascinated me. And I, I feel like I need another word that doesn't make it sound like it made me happy. Um, <laughs> sure. But, I, but I'm not saying that about you, Rob, but I'm saying that I never, any of these people, I've, it's always been people that I've liked and have been friends with. So I don't think, I don't think what you're doing is bad. I think it is like the person who just likes eating chicken nuggets, you know, chicken nuggets are always good, yep. you know, tater tots, chicken nuggets, and they're always good. You don't have too much of them. You just, you try other foods, but really you just know if you don't want to think about it, that's what you'll have. And I don't think anything's wrong with that. But I do want to say, Rob, is that it might if you are quoting the movies to your wife, that might be the annoying part. And, yeah. um, and so that's the only thing. So if you just want to watch those to fall asleep to, or like when you get home, if you want to, you know what? I watch Judge Judy's. Those are my erase mm. your mind. I always have Judge Judy's on my DVR. That's like, I don't want to think about anything. Yes. So, but I, so Rob, um, I don't think there's anything wrong. The only other thing I'll say is, is that I think that there is, so many more shows that you did not mention <laughs> that are actually amazing, great shows. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like there is probably a million ways Reddit can recommend things to you. Yeah. Um, so I do think that there is more out there for you and some stuff that's even better than the things I think that Rob named. Not that he won't always love those things. Sure. You know, of course. That's what I think. Um, but, but yeah, I wouldn't be self-conscious. It may be weird. If you're older, maybe this worked when you were 25 and I don't know how old you are. Maybe you're in your forties. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe now you're self-conscious about it. I play video games every day, Rob. Like I, so just, you know, you're I, trying. The only way I could see it being a problem is if, if Rob kept shooting down everything so they could watch yes. Iron Man again. And I don't think he, I don't, Rob, I don't think you are, man. I, I think you're watching it on your own time. I think your wife is kind of like, she doesn't get it. So she makes fun of you. It's like, yeah. you know, it, I think it's okay to be a dork for the stuff you love. That's fine. I, I, you know, if you can branch out, but it sounds like you are. It sounds yeah. like you're watching the shows she wants to watch. Maybe per... Michelle's advice only everything she said is dead on the only thing I would add, I would add uh is basically add on to is what she already said is is the the maybe look for stuff that's like the stuff you already like yes you know like I have uh this show uh warrior that's on HBO Max that my wife like doesn't watch but it's an action-packed show set in early 1900s San Francisco between all the Tong gangs and the Irish cops and everything. And it's just, it's the racism is hilarious because it's everyone is racist to everyone. Like the, 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 the Asian gangs call white people ducks and like, Oh, I've never heard that. And it's like, no. I've, I've never heard a slur that lands for white people. And I don't know why that one lands, but it's like, it rhymes with fuck. Yeah, I guess, but it's just, it's, 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 anyway, it's an idea Bruce Lee pitched yeah. back when he was alive and they made it into a real show and it's like, it's incredible, but, um, and most streaming things actually have recommended underneath it, you know? So like anything, yeah. wherever, I know you said you're downloading them off of some sort of whatever, but mm -hmm. if you actually find where the stuff is online or honestly, if you Google search it, they're yeah. going to have a sort of thing and it's going to say recommended or you know other things you know like this and then yeah. try something add shit to your queue and just turn it i always watch we'll watch 
we'll add a bunch of stuff and then watch like half an episode of, of something. Sure. So try it. Yeah. And I love, you know, your thing of Judge Judy's. I realize ours is family feuds now. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Our, yeah. Because the, the, they, what they do, it's this the simplest thing. First off, uh, he, he, he roots just a touch more for the black families every mm -hmm. time. It's, it's endearing. You know, you can't even get mad at it. He's still great to the white families. Yes. But, uh, he... <laughs> That the the rule of thumb with that show is, people will will guess something filthy. It'll be up there, written yeah. even filthier, and Steve will look into the audience like, "What? Where am I? This is dirty." <laughs> like Steve, you knew it was there. Stop. You know yeah. what show you're on. There literally was this time where it was just like, "What is a man? Uh, like, what is what is a, a, a if a man's on on." Like on business travel, what is his what is his wife most scared he will he will meet or something? And someone's like ding, and the person was something like you know uh, promiscuous woman or something. And Steve's like huh, and then it goes ding, and it says pickle pleasing hoe. That's what was on. <laughs> I filmed it. I put it on Instagram <laughs> stories, and he's like looking. Did he accept around. that? And it's like Steve, you wrote that. Yeah. You, you saw <laughs> yeah. the survey. <laughs> Stop. That's why it's it's fun. It's it's filthy and it has a host that tries to act like he's you know the church going type and he is. But yeah, you know, I you get it. Um, no, but yeah. So Rob, I think you're fine. I think you just kind of come to terms with your wife and you are going to disagree. That's all. And I bet. And I have to tell you, I bet Rob quotes these shows. And I bet I just hit the nail on the head. I bet I just zeroed in. Uh, Doctor Roosevelt. Doctor Roosevelt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's, yeah. He's he's that he he. Yeah, like like the newest generation. I feel like my the generation probably just after mine was their whole thing is all the dudes would just quote Anchorman all the fucking. Oh time. yeah, I, it was so funny that because and, it's there's some things that really um, and I've seen Anchorman. You know what I mean? There's great. and I like it. There, it's fun. Yeah, but it's it's so it is weird how that kind of there's something like I have a 25 year old trainer. And she, she says, you go, Glenn Coco. And I had to like look it up. And I still don't remember a movie it's from, but it's from a movie yeah. that I did not get. The, do you know what, I, have you heard that phrase? Yes, I forget what that's from. Yeah, but Damn. I was like, yes. okay. I'm old enough to be your teen mother. That's why I don't know this. But. Well, and like, I remember them quoting that movie so much. And even and I felt like Rob's wife, where I was like, mm -hmm. guys, like, I, I, I love that flick too. But, and I wanted to be like, you know, that movie's not about Ron Burgundy. It's, a, it's about sexism. Do you, <laughs> yeah. you guys recognize, you know, like <laughs> when people like, I can't believe that, uh, oh, what's his name? Who went on to, you know, do Adam McKay went on yeah. from that to do the big short. I'm like, I can like yeah. his, his stuff was goofy, but you know, deeply intelligent on a lot of levels, but yeah, it was 100% social commentary, but so yeah. funny that it, uh -huh. it gets it from all directions. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So ho hope that helps Robin. Uh, yeah. I would just say, yeah, let's, Per Michelle's comment. Stop quoting the movie so much. We know you are. Okay. Call number <laughs> two. <laughs> hey, this is Jake from Philly. Uh, just calling because uh, I guess my advice or uh, my request for advice uh, is uh, with, uh, I guess, weight loss and losing weight. Um, I'm at a point where uh, I've gained enough weight where it's starting to affect me. I say, oh, just lose the weight, just uh, eat better. And it's, you know, it's really kind of hard. And uh, I'm at that, that age where it's like, I'm on the cusp of like, 
uh, you know, not being able to do anything about it, I feel. Um, <laughs> so I just wanted to ask, like, I guess, what are some tips you have for motivation uh, and, like, ways, small steps you can take to kind of feel encouraged in the process? All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Holy shit. I didn't even yeah. mention. I never mentioned in any promo for yeah. this show that you've lost a bunch of weight. Yeah, but you've lost weight too, Matt. So True. back True. at you. So we both got, so I, so Jake, yeah, it's, I, you know, I've always been heavy. I've always worked out, always been heavy, um, but drank so much, ate whatever I wanted. Yeah. And, um, it wasn't until I was diagnosed with MS that I was like, cause MS is incurable, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. but they have really good drugs for it. So it's, it's like, it's not like, it's not your M your grandma's MS, sure. but I just didn't like the idea that, um, that that would be the thing that would, um, uh, that, that I, it, it was something I could do about myself, you know, and it also helps with MS. It does help you to, to have less body fat. So it was motivating for me to feel as good as I can outside of the things I can't control. So what I'm saying, it's it's very difficult to sort, it's so hard to lose weight as you probably know, Matt. It, and it, sure. it's, for me, um, because I couldn't um, focus on, I do work out, okay. But I, I personally can't focus on exercise because I get very fatigued. And so I don't know when that's gonna happen. I don't know if I'm gonna have a relapse where I might not be able to do that for six months or something. Yeah. And so I really focused on eating, but also what I do is I calorie count. It's, it's, uh, it's not, you know, it's, it's a calorie, I eat at a calorie deficit. I figured out a way to do it where I was comfortable doing it, which I, what I'm saying is, is it's different for everybody. But what I'm also saying is, is when you decide to do it, if you decide to do it, Jake, you can totally do it. You just have to not think of the whole, I think yeah. you don't think of the whole thing. And if you just, you decide to do it and you say, tomorrow I'm gonna start. And then you're gonna, because then what always happened for me is I'd say, tomorrow I'm gonna start and then six months later, I'd be like, well, I never started that day, but if I would have, I would have been doing it for six months, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's very, it's, it's very hard. It's very, very hard, but it's 100% doable. If you think of it in like everything, right. Comedy is the same way. You think yeah. of it in bite-sized portions. I just need to get on this show and that thing. And this thing, I think doing, and think of it as getting healthy. Don't think of it as sort of that I need to be this different person, you know? Yeah. I think the big thing is it's not, people always say you have to change your habits, but that sounds no. so fucking strong to me. Uh, I feel like it's just the same thing as like, you know, I've heard, you know, uh, alcoholics, friend, alcoholic friends or people in recovery who are like, I can't say I'll never drink again. Yeah. Every day I just say, I'm not gonna drink today. I mean, that's the term, one day at a time. But it's also like change your habits is so big. I think the thing is more, add new habits yes and some of those old habits other habits will have to make way i think you know one thing is just do 30 minutes of exercise a day or 20 starting and go online look on youtube and go i need a 20 minute weight routine 20 minute home cardio routine but work that and in you don't have to start at like i'm getting a, a fucking crazy trainer and i'm yeah, doing this just start do, do something for eight it. weeks see it's how it online. feels it's, but there's a great online subreddit lose it i think is a great subreddit um and um 
where they just are very supportive of people, yeah. you know, getting on there um, and, and having progress or not having progress. They, they always have non weight gain progress where yeah. it's just like, if here's the thing I was able to do, I, I was able to ride this roller coaster and I couldn't before. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I, I have been getting in shape. Um, it's been two years now um, and I've lost almost 80 pounds. Um, wow. I really, you know, now it's just kind of, you know, it's, it's much more difficult to, to lose weight when you weigh less. That's what sucks. And, sure. um, but, uh, but no, and it just feels good to sort of, um, because even if you're not, if you didn't lose 80 pounds, you didn't, whatever, just mm -hmm. knowing that you're putting an effort in and you're just being consistent with that and have a, a new healthy routine, that should be enough to be proud of, I think. But yeah. if you're doing that, honestly, I think that these other things will come. I, exactly. And I eat chocolate every night. There's certain things, you know what I don't do is I don't drink very much anymore. And the reason why I don't drink, even though I love to fucking drink, sure. is because for me, that was one thing that was easy for me to give up because it's empty calories yes. that make me want to eat more. Yes, totally. So I would rather have chocolate, yeah. and, which and, I love. And change and the level of judgment with the first sip. Oh, 100%, yeah. You know, yeah. and I, just two two more practical things. One thing my wife and I do, we literally get Weight Watchers re recipes online. They're yeah. free, just go on there and you can find like, oh, I like this, I like to eat this, I like tacos or I like fried chicken or whatever. They have a version of that. And I'm amazed at how we make a couple dishes a week from there and they're all filling and good. Yeah. And you know, re relatively inexpensive ingredients. And for men, uh, one thing I used to do is I used to just, you know, drink a shitload and then go do cardio at the gym, like going on. 100%. Yeah. You can really burn that's off great. a lot. That's great. But you basically lose water weight. It doesn't really change your metabolism. It wasn't until I actually started doing some weightlifting that mm -hmm. my body started changing. That's, that's what did it. Cause that, that's yeah. how you change your metabolism is get stronger. You know? Yeah. So. I, um, I do a combination of both of those things. So I have a, mm -hmm. I have a virtual, I have a trainer who we do FaceTime sessions, but I think it's important to keep some things that you like and to sort of, and, and yeah. there's so many different ways there's intermittent fasting. And these are not, I am not a proponent of tricks. I am not a proponent no. of eat cabbage. I personally don't eat very much in the beginning of the day because I like to have a bigger meal. Like I had tonight, I had, we, I had two lamb tacos and some guacamole and some chips, but I know I personally have to, I do this because I want to eat what I want to eat. Yes. I, I, I weigh out food per, so I can have like whatever chips and, um, but, and so, but I have muscle milk in the morning. I have like a yogurt in the afternoon, depending, but other people like to eat small meals throughout the day and that's fine, fine for them. Mm -hmm. And so whatever way that you can say, okay, this is doable. And there's great replacements like that. Like I, Kodiak cakes, I just discovered and Love them. they make really good pancakes. Yes. I have Fairbanks the mix. has a bit about. I have, I have the mix. You yeah. Can... It's great. Mm -hmm. They, they give you that pancake feel, you know, yeah, totally. When way more protein for sure. And way more protein. We just had their muffin and it was so good. So, but it's like all of these things just switching out. It's like when they use remember those snack well cookies and everyone's like snack wells, look, there's no calories. And then they'd eat a box, you know, like sure. so all of this and stuff comes all out. with. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. The Olestra. Ugh. I ate a whole bag of Olestra oh, and like just, just barely, straight Olestra barely made it to the bathroom. <laughs> that was, that's how it's fat free. It just goes through you like a flume ride. That oh this my was like, God. this is like I, 
God, 25 years ago or something longer. You know, I'm at the edge of my seat for someone almost sitting their pants. <laughs> but no, yeah, but no, it's totally true. So it's not about you. It is about uh, changing habits and changing like compulsions and stuff. But mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's it's 100% doable. Just don't don't put so much pressure on yourself yeah. about it. That's it. That's but, it. But it's great to be healthy. That's the, my only thing is I did it because of health. I, I I don't know if that's why you went for it. If it's just so you could look cut and dashing, Bronger. But um. <laughs> but no, it was actually it was actually just I just started doing classes and classes kind of got me on the path. And it was like you can't really cheat in classes because you're yeah. around people, you know. And it so it was it was and it always made me feel way way better about myself. And then I started yeah. eating a little differently and also because it tightened up my physique a little bit, I couldn't eat as much and didn't want yeah. to. Yes. Know? So th that, that's that's a big part of it. So it was mine was incredibly gradual and probably the most non-designed way you could do it in a sense. But that's, and that's, that, I think it's great. It's, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think that's the way that, that you do it is you just sort of start to, you know, add in these things, yeah. you know? And it, what's nice is, is that, Sometimes, yes, it, it does become a little bit of an extra thing you have to think about. It is kind of a lot of stress and pressure when you're having to sort of focus because right. it is a difficult thing to do. And I'm not, so I think with this kind of a thing, therapy and stuff like that to help you through, yeah. um, but not necessarily, you can still start it and not put pressure on yourself because you will still see, you will feel good and you will have results, yeah. um, but, um, you are replacing habits with other ones. So like if you get into a certain class you like, or you just like taking long walks, you know, mm -hmm. um, that will give you some sort of new habits that sort of replace maybe, you know, bad habits that, yeah. that happened. So yeah. um, I, I know that that's it for me, but I still find it very, I think about donuts all the time. I'm always oh. like, like hours deep into food Instagram before I go to bed. But I oh, always think sure. like, oh, I could eat that donut tomorrow, but I'll still want a donut the next day. So why yeah, don't I just wait true. a couple of weeks until I can have a donut when I know I'm going to have it and not that's just so because I want it right now. Yeah. yeah. I remember a guy, uh, a tow truck driver hooked up my car. Is this a joke about someone who broke their toe? No, and then truck fix? <laughs> it's about finding love. Uh, that tow truck driver, driver was my wife. Uh, <laughs> next call. No, I, I, uh, I, I remember this was back when I ate whatever I wanted for the most part anyway, but even yeah. then it was like this guy, he hooked up my car and was just like waiting for the call to find out where he's going to take, like, he's like looking for like a, a shop that's close or something. And he takes out a bag of chips meant for like a family and starts eating them. And he takes out, uh, like a, a Susie Q, a whole, like a whole pack. Uh. Of he eats both of them and the chips. And as a big gulp, and he's just slurping on that. And he's like, okay, so uh, you want to go? And I'm, I remember getting the car with him and just being like, wow, you don't give a fuck. And no. it, was, it was it was, literally glorious to see a man just do yes. that. I'm self-conscious about eating in front of someone that's not eating. It was just all around great. It was like, I don't know. It was like, like that guy's kind of a superhero to me. I think about when I would just kind of eat, and I think I really live my life. That's what I say to everybody who feels like that they've acted poorly. I think, no, you've lived your life. I remember eating whatever I wanted yeah. and doing whatever I wanted and drinking whatever I wanted. And it doesn't make me think, oh, I should have done this earlier. It makes me think, oh, I'm glad I did that for a long time. 
I'm glad I just went for it. I had queso at two in the morning, almost every night of the week. You know, I drank my face off and, uh, you know, and I'm still alive. My therapist says that to me when I'm just, when you, when you have that thought of like, oh, do you ever miss, you know, cause I don't really, but he goes, yeah, but you, you've done that. You did that already. That's done. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, it is done. I did that. I'm never going to go to my grave going, oh, if only I would have fucked off more. No. <laughs> no. So I did it. Yeah. So, so anyway, make, make, I say, yeah, make sure you've spent enough time fucking off and then, and also don't look at anything. I think I've done this. Don't try whatever you do. Try to think of it as I'm changing how I'm living, even if it won't always have to be at the same level that you would start something with, you know, that it is, it is now, um, kind of think like, this is how I'm going to act now. I'm not trying to get to a thing. Cause I've lost like 25 pounds before and then stopped caring, you know? Sure. And, um, but so it's different. I think when you sort of think of it, like, I'm just going to start these habits and see what happens and then keep right. it up. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Got to keep it up. Okay, ready for the last call? Oh my God, okay. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> finally. No, I love okay. it. No, this is fun. Okay, uh, caller number three. Hey, Matt Bronger. Um, I'm what I like to call an up and coming comedian, but no one knows of me. Uh, in pandemic times with no open mics, how should new comedians oh, yeah. make their mark? Thanks, hope to hear from you soon. Uh, hey man, uh, welcome. Uh, first off, I would say don't think of it as making your mark. I think you're you're being facetious probably anyway, but just think of it as I mean it's just there's nothing a you can do for the most part. There are some outdoor shows, but uh, b maybe think about putting content online that is like your comedy. So put stuff out that makes you laugh. That's along the lines of the kind of stuff you'd like to do on stage. At least that sense of humor, i.e., yours. Um, and don't expect too much. And I mean that in the best possible way. This is exercise. Uh, mm-hmm. Do the best you can, but don't overthink it. Don't don't be mad at yourself. It's not a masterpiece. Uh, I don't make enough stuff to put online because I'm way too fucking self-judgmental. So I'm I'm also talking to myself here. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I think I think that's it. But the great thing about right now is the pressure's off. So yeah. go nuts, you know. What I think that. I don't know. Um, I feel like now there is a lot more pressure to make it big instantly, right? I feel like when we started, and I don't, I'm not saying, oh, the good old days. I'm just saying that there just wasn't that. You had, oh, you've only been doing stand up 10 years. Someone still tells me they only, they've been doing stand up 10 years. Like, oh, okay. So now, and people that are the generation behind me are even like, oh, so, you know, like, (laughs) Now, now I'm 21 years in. How many years have you been doing stand-up? Right, sure, of course. What are, no, what are you at? 20, yeah. Uh, yeah, 21, 21. Yeah, I started in 2000, and um, to make the math easy. Um, yes. But uh, it's, so it's anything you can do. The only, if you, this is how I try to get myself through the pandemic, even though it fucking sucks, but it sucks for everybody in many different ways yep. and some much worse than others. And yes. But it is, you're in an incubation period. And I don't think that people not knowing who you are as a comic right now, Matt is not able to do as many shows as he can. I can't do the the few shows that I would do. It totally sucks for everybody. So now take that time and write something, not necessarily jokes, 
because yeah. you're not, you don't, if you don't have enough stage experience, I feel that's weird. It, it's easier to write jokes when you're doing stand-up a long time because you kind of oh, yeah. know how it's going to go. Oh yeah. But produce that content like that. Be on Twitter, be on these other things where you can just, maybe people will start um, knowing your name, which mm -hmm. I think helps if you get on lists of shows. And, um, but don't worry about it because nobody, there's no stand-up going on without you unless it's fucking too risky and they shouldn't be doing it, you know? And so- mm -hmm. It's, yeah. uh, I think it's totally fine. And I love that this was asked because I do feel that a lot of it would come from a more indignant point of, you know, someone sure. saying, what the hell am I, don't know and knows who I am. I'm gonna yeah. be 25 and, and I'm gonna be washed up. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, the guy. It, it if you're funny, you're funny and you'll only get better. And it really exactly. does take a long time to be a good comic, even though some people do come out better than others, but sure. honestly, it's it, all this time is good. And Rodney Dangerfield didn't start till he was 40 years old. That's, yeah. that's the thing I always, I, I always throw at people when they're like, but I'm, I'm already 30. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to get a walker and retire, you know, like <laughs> this, this attitude. It's just like, no, it, this is comedy. We're not teen gymnasts. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's okay. You know, funny, funny things will always be funny no matter you know, there's kids that laugh at old comedians. There's yeah. old comedians, old people that really like young comedians. You know, it's, 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 you just got to kind of find your people and it's going to take yeah. you a long time. So be happy the pressure's off now. It's and, and if, and if, and I don't know who you are, or maybe I do, but, um, but if you're naturally funny, then mm -hmm. that will, I don't care if I see an open mic or go up and I'm sure you, and I can tell if they're funny, even if they have no jokes, I'm like, Oh, that's a really funny person. I don't know if they're going to be a good comic because sure. it's really hard to be a standup. It's so hard to be a standup. But yeah. if you're not maybe that naturally funny, you can also learn how to do most of it. Okay. And, yeah. and there's lots of things that you need to do. And there's lots of it you can do right now without having to do standup to do it. So mm -hmm. that's exactly it's, it's right. no big deal. I mean, missing out on open mics isn't isn't going to kill you no. um, maybe there's some zoom open mics just because you want to talk into a microphone to a camera that's fine there probably are and you know it's they 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 they're all zoom comedy is kind of shitty so yeah off even more i'm, so on, a, I'm on a hiatus of zoom, zoom stand up yeah yeah <laughs> i I did it. I did a, a, a hosted like a, a, a headline headlining long one. It was actually very, very cool, but it was just like, it, it took so much out of me. It's different. Yeah. It's not stand up. It's different. It's like me trying to make someone on zoom laugh, laugh, which is different. You mm -hmm. know, it's, 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 it's like everybody tuning in for their hilarious CEO. You know, it is. It's, it's, just, yeah. it's like, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Well, I hope that helps, man. So, Michelle, before we go, is there is there anything you want to plug or share? It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Well, actually, you do have something to plug. I do. Yeah. Most it's, come on, it's, they don't. So, a, of course, I wanted to talk with you because it's the only social thing I have going sure. on with in my life. But um, mm -hmm. uh, B, I have an album, and so I'm just <laughs> spacing out my friend's popular podcast to Great. do every couple Great. months. Because you know you want to keep that stuff going, but my album, my my sophomore effort, um, permanent hat, released on a special thing records. Nice. Um, I love it. I actually recorded it in February, the first weekend of February, nice, twenty twenty, and literally there was COVID in the room for sure. And this was, <laughs> and um, all breathed it in. I it was. I mean, and, oh, and, so and it was February. great. Yeah, we all. And knew. that's it's it's uh, 
it's it's a fun great album my first album is uh you can be an asshole also on a special thing records and um but they're all you can buy them on uh a special thing Re records website and on, on on itunes but you can also uh download them for, uh anywhere yes and stream them and stream them yeah well yeah and i guess that's what i meant yeah download them to your ears but not physically anywhere otherwise other than then you'd have to buy them well yeah i'm sure you're like me where it's like you just we, even when I found out my first album, people were like, they're, they're, they're bootlegging it. I was like, but are they listening? Good. Because because now it's all digital, but it happened at a time when you are not selling merch. So it essentially yeah. is like, I'm not fucking making money. Anyhow, I'm glad people are listening. Yes, One day- are I'll... ripping it on Napster? Fucking yeah. good. Oh yeah. I don't care. And which is, which, you know, paid about the same as Spotify, if we're honest. Oh my God. <laughs> My so, first album, they when they play, it's like the only thing that pays is XM, and then everything else is like, oh, okay, well that's two well, pennies I can rub together for the I month get, of August. I, I do occasionally get checks from those other platforms, and I'm like, ooh, that's a lot of spins. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah. No, it. I I I go through it. I'm like, okay, uh, so what's how many? Because it is impressive when you see how many. Oh yeah. It just that's doesn't how. translate into money. It's great. So give Michelle Balloon some spins. Uh, mm -hmm. Michelle, thanks for coming to the show. This is a blast. I, I have me back anytime. And I okay. promise now I'll know when you have it. And I we won't oh, mess up the time. Don't worry. It's all everyone's brain is broken. Ever. Totally. I've stopped using it. That's why I only use it at certain times during the day and other then all bets are off otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah, I literally can hear my baby like just got put down and she's crying. And I'm just I'm just like, that's why. That's why mine is broken. I, I'm, I'm listening. Like I've started like relactating, just hearing your child cry. Just kidding. I don't know why I just said that. That's like the most, but like I, it is a thing that happens, but not to me. I'm sure. way past it. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Not to brag. I'm, I'm Polar. Nice. Po <laughs> Polar. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So okay. Thanks a lot. All right. Pat. <laughs> See you, Michelle. Bye. Man, that was fun. If you have a problem and it doesn't uh, require clinical help, give me a call, leave a message. I got some amazing guests coming up. So uh, the number is 323-763-0228. Again, that's 323-763-0228. Thanks. Wasn't that fun? If you have a problem and you like to share it, no matter how silly or heavy, uh, lean towards silly, but if you got heavy, I'll take it. Call 323-763-0228. 0228. Again, that's 323-763-0228. And thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.